Bye. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus. Rolling. get on board. <laughs> Hello, I'm Darren Jolly. <laughs> it's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll and on with the show. Hello, everybody. And thanks for joining us for the short bus debate club. I'm um, sorry, we're pulling up to the stop late. Once again, I, I feel like the train man in the matrix, you know, that one movie in that one scene, they were like, I don't know where he is. The train's never late. (laughs) This fucking week. (laughs) We've been late the entire time. Um, I don't think we really have the power that the train man had in the the Matrix. No. And we definitely, I mean, we can say we created this world. Yes, this is a world that we created, indeed. Um, But I can't fucking jump over to lanes of of subway traffic to catch a train our bus ride doesn't actually connect one world to another world in the same way not in the same way but it does connect one world to another world anyway having said that (laughs) i digress so this episode we are going to talk about urban reform gentrification you know, before those two terms came into popularity, eminent domain was used a lot. And, and these are terms where the government and or people with money use them in order to fuck people with less money than those that have it. Now, they're not necessarily always poor people, but I would say, you know, Lower middle down um, definitely are the, the ones that get fucked most. Um, but before I go into that, I, I, I've got kind of good news. So I got two emails from people. And if you count the spams from the Nigerian prince and the Russian girl that wanted to date the short bus debate club, then we got a total of four. What did the Nigerian <laughs> prince want to do? You know, I, if I give him my bank account number and, and send him some money, then when he gets to the embassy and gets all of his money, he will give me riches beyond my wildest dreams. So it's kind of like the lottery ones, sort of. Yeah. yeah. And then, so it's riches are a little bit of... Uh, in the context of our previous two episodes, a little bit of, not the Nigerian prince, but the... Uh, I actually was talking to a guy from Nigeria, and he said that he was pissed because his uncle drives, like, Porsches and Ferraris, and he has this huge fucking house on a mountain and all of this shit, and he refused to do the work that his uncle did. And I said, well, what does your uncle do? And he's like, well, he said... <laughs> emails to people (laughs) (laughs) he did this guy really said that to you i don't know if he was telling me the truth that's funny though i think that he should do that as a stand-up comedy routine because everybody could connect to it and i'll tell you that like for about four or five years chock solid like all of the uh, scams that we had coming through the post office where people would like buy things from outside of the country is all nigeria as well like all of it was Nigeria. People yeah. would come well, and they'd be like, 
I need an express number. Well, I'm like, for what? They're like, oh, we need to do this thing through Nigeria. I'm like, no, you don't want to do that. He said his uncle wasn't the only one that was just fucking rich as shit. So apparently that means there are a lot of fucking stupid people here in the United States and probably Great Britain. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, so the two spams, but then we got somebody asking about the 45 minutes, and I explained that to them, that uh, basically we're waiting for more exclusive content so that we can, you know get a subscriber base or get a subscriber base so that we can do more exclusive content. And I don't know if we need to put the chicken before the egg or no matter what, it would be better for us to get cart from, before the horse. It'd be better for us to get from four, four people listening to at least eight or nine. Right. And not all of them. Well, not seven of them or four of them from Virginia and, uh, and the other one, Maryland. someone not, we know. Not that we have any problem with the people from Virginia. Maryland. But the other email, and I don't know if this yeah. one was supposed to show up in spam or not, um, because it was odd. It was from someone called Merritt Lewis, M-E-R-I-T-L-E-W-I-S. Now, that could be Lewis Merritt, too. I'm not sure. But all it said is, hello, H-A-L-L-O. That's it. Well, hello to you, Merritt Lewis. <laughs> Give us a little more. Give us a little more in the next one, if you really exist. But if you only exist in our mind, I'm not really sure. Hello. And I don't know if that's a German spelling of hello. Trying to convert it, to English. That thought is kind of shallow. It could be. <laughs> Sorry. I, I have been known to be shallow in certain situations. Um, okay. In your slut days. No, I wasn't ever shallow. I would fuck tall girls, skinny girls, fat girls. It didn't matter. If you had a personality and we kind of clicked, it was fucking. It was. Good to go. And I just want to make one quick point. Anybody that doesn't think that this connects to what we did earlier in the week, urban development affected the lives and livelihoods of prostitutes when these programs got put into put into place. So we'll we'll cover that more as we get get inside of it. But this is it a did. sort of a so there is a microcosm, macrocosm kind of. Well, so if, if we just work backwards and let's say we start at Times Square, right? Because that's kind of what started this whole thing with the HBO show, The We're Deuce. Back on the Deuce. Right? Yeah. So The Deuce, I don't know exactly where it ran, but they called 42nd The Deuce. And some of the clubs were down as far as 35th and some were up as high as 49th. But a few blocks off of either side of Times Square, I think, was this district called the Deuce. And they called it that because there were fucking heroin junkies everywhere. There were hookers, hookers and heroin junkies. Yeah, these are not um, necessarily mutually exclusive right. categories. <laughs> so Times Square, the first big company that was coming in, and this isn't based on research. This is based on the Deuce, but you can still see the Marriott in real life. But according to the Deuce, the first big company that was coming in was the Marriott. Um, and since the Marriott was coming in, all of these other companies wanted to come in as well. 
but they had a fucking problem. They had hookers walking the streets. They had junkies everywhere. There were people being mugged. It was not an area conducive to tourism and sales of high-end condominiums. (laughs) (laughs) Or just shopping districts and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, the shopping district ends up connecting to you know, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all yeah, part of it. Yeah. You know, the ankle bone's connected to the knee bone. No, it's not. There's a shin bone in between. And some people have yeah, shin surgery. Yeah, looked very... Yeah. No, I fucked that up. I almost said midget, but I know that's not the preferred nomenclature. Well, it depends on if they're all proportional. Um, <laughs> Good point. Because otherwise it would be dwarf. And that's not looked on... Proudly either. You're just supposed to say little people. Yeah, and that just clubs them all into one thing. And you don't start singing, we represent the lollipop kids. Lollipop killed. (laughs) Sorry. All right. The the Marriott and the other groups that wanted to invest in Times Square. So the Marriott brought in more investors, but again, they had these problems. So they took it in... To steps. So first of all, they had to get the hookers off the streets. So what they did is they moved the hookers into brothels. Once the streets were clean, now they could start buying the buildings. But some of the buildings had brothels in them. So they had to figure out a way to get rid of the brothels. So they started arresting all of these girls and and the people that were running the brothels and everything else. Um, It finally came down to the AIDS epidemic and they had to call it a health and safety initiative or some horse shit like that, where they got the last couple of buildings um, and they padlocked them because they got rid of the, the girls saying that basically they could spread AIDS. Um, so that's why Times, Times Square looks the way Times Square is now. And so the deuce is gone and all of the the dirt, which I, I don't know why. Every city I go to, I seek that shit out. I want to go to the bad neighborhoods. Um, part of it might be because I grew up in a lot of shitty neighborhoods, but part of it I think is... Those are where the real people are. When I went to Romania all those times, this one girl asked me, why do you like Romania so much? And I was like, because the people are fucking miserable, maybe more miserable than me. And it's it's honest. They don't fucking smile at you and say, how are you doing? They kind of grumble and fucking throw whatever you bought at them. That kind of reminds me of that time when you uh, went to the, uh, the American Beer Festival. And it was right after them. This is the 90s. So, I mean, we're talking about Urban Renewal in, in Denver at that point. When I walked anyway, through five points. Yeah, you ended up getting to the to the northernmost point of where the light rail went at that point in time. And it was late at night. And I think that a little, a little girl walked up to you. A little black girl walked up to me because at the time, five points was not gentrified. Um, there were a lot of crime and shit going on. 
and she saw me walking up to the station and she's like what are you doing here and i was like i'm catching the light rail do you know how to get to the cherry cricket and she's like i have no fucking idea but you got to get out of here they'll kill you and i was like nobody's killing me and i'm walking down the street i'm like what's up bro (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if they thought i was a cop or if i was fucking packing or i'm pretty sure they knew that you were pretty well lit if i was hammered um yeah but they they left me alone and this girl because all i had was credit cards bought me a light rail ticket because she was really afraid they were going to kill me um obviously i didn't die i'm here today i didn't even get into a fight but it it is weird to think about like and i'm not gonna go we'll, we'll go back to your Times square stuff but like People that, uh, when I was born in 76, you're born in 73, um, I used to go down to have coffee at fucking Muddy's on 23rd and Champa, and that was like between 89 and 91 a ton, and uh, that was all fucking just totally fucking ghettoed-out area. Well, dude, I mean, that was before they built the Coors Field Baseball yeah, Stadium. Yeah. And so, like, it was so funny. We went down there with this girl Aaron was trying to date, and we were just drinking in the car because none of us were old enough to get into bars. And we went to this area, and there were homeless people burning shit in barrels, warming themselves up, as homeless people do. Mm-hmm. And this girl started crying and saying, I'm scared, we need to leave. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. They don't care. They might ask for a beer or a smoke, a couple of bucks, but they don't give a shit if we're here. Um, I Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's thing. fine. But that's, that's what we're talking about. We're, I mean, In the same neighborhood. Huge, and there's, like you said, like uh, the the... The Arizona Diamondbacks and the Rockies come into the league. The Rockies get, you know, they want to build a stadium. They're starting by playing at fucking uh, mile high at that point in time, but they, they're they working on that. So as soon as that happens, uh, you, you know, John Hickenlooper, you know, fucking asshole senator of fucking Colorado, who said he was never going to run for Senate, but because Andrew Romanoff was running and because he was a real honest uh, progressive thinker, uh, he came in from the side, swooped in and fucking – uh, stole that senator seat, but going back to the moment where all that investment started, so the, the the stadium started going up, and all of this money started pouring to Denver in those in those areas to, to to change the face of them. But don't think for a second that it was just this honest business type of venture that was going on. And it, you know, the, like Brian was suggesting, if you're going to do that, if you're going to invest invest. The people that are putting the money in, they they want to change the face of the entire location. They they are they're, they're not you know you're not going to have people coming down and going to baseball games if you know a lady standing out on the corner or a guy standing out on the corner saying, "I'll suck your dick for five bucks." You know that that's just not the way that things work. But like the dark underbelly of it isn't really uh, that what just what they were pushing out. It was the mechanisms that were put in place to sort of develop these urban urban renewal movements in the first place, things like tax increment financing, tons and tons of stuff, uh, geo bribes. I mean, there's just all kinds of incentives that were put in place. And as we go along, we'll talk more specifically about what, what they are. But uh, uh, John Hickenlooper was a businessman who had positioned himself very effectively, uh, put put up a bunch of big ass fucking bars with the wine coop and a couple others. I'm not sure what the other ones that were that he, that he owned, but uh, him and tons of other people made 
shitloads of money off of the refacing of, of these areas and the movement of a specific demographic of people out like like Brian said it wasn't just and it's not just hookers it's it's low it's 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 lower middle and it's middle class people because uh, if you're gonna well there back then there in that particular neighborhood you're talking about and probably the deuce mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of people living there mm-hmm. I mean there were some but now everyone is living there well, I mean reverse white too. flight came in as soon as they popped up all those fucking lofts and I think they wanted it to look like Wrigley Field, because now there's fucking condos right across from Coors Field. And, you know, they they did all of these things. So now you go down there, and a lot of the old cool buildings are completely fucking gone because they raised them so that they could build some fucking skyscraper to fit 10,000 cocksucking yuppies in. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with cocksucking. No, but there is a serious problem with most of the fuck faces that live in those buildings regardless of whether they suck cock or not um so all of these people come in and now denver whether you're talking about lower downtown which is where the baseball field is and and what used to be a bad neighborhood like if you went to some of the bars and stuff you definitely wanted to have a gun or a knife um from Lodo out, you can't find a fucking house for less than I'd say eight hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, I, I mean, if you, were, I, I don't even know. And that. I think that's probably yeah, low. Know. Yeah, that's. I think that's probably yes. I think you're looking more in the million plus, like, like range. It is, and 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 as those those things sort of happened, um, you can go to like any. We won't say any, but we'll say many urban space. Not Detroit, because like you go to Detroit. Detroit, uh, their their politicians were so fucking crooked, and every time something was happening, they I mean to where it, it became unlivable uh, in in a lot of areas there. But in areas where there was success with these urban renewal spaces, uh, you could go from Atlanta to L.A. to Seattle to New York City to Denver and. Uh, Anything like 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 Brian has suggested there there was there was this one building that we used to go to down by the train tracks and uh, eat LSD when I was uh, 16 years old. It was called the Silos. But there's no doubt that this this was a unique area. There was a certain type of uh, it, it was part of what made Denver Denver at that point in time. And all of these things that had character to them got displaced. So now you have. M&M stores, you know, uh, Foot Lockers, uh, uh, they're a, a, gone. Movie, movie, movie theaters. It's all condos. Every, everything is the same in all of these urban environments now. There's no public space in them. They're all private locations where you can go and spend your money. You can buy a fucking million dollar or million and a half dollar loft or whatever, uh, or you can stay at a fucking expensive ass hotel. But Anything that would identify these places, except for maybe something like Philadelphia, a place where they, you have like real history, you know, D.C. or something like that. Um, all of the character of these cities have been essentially uh, defaced in favor of consumer positions that are uh, demanding the, the money. Well, and they love to build those apartment buildings that have the like businesses underneath them, like the restaurants and shit like that. It's, it's fucking horrible. And I understand business. So I understand if you build 
this, then this will happen, and then these people will come, and then that will happen, and the tax base goes up, and the tax base is supposed to improve the schools, except nobody knows how to fucking budget, so none of this shit actually works. So now what's going to end up happening is that in another 30 fucking years, they're going to have to go back down there again and do urban renewal because all of the fucking homeless people are going to end up back down there. Because, again, you cannot broom a problem, whether it be hookers or bums or muggers or whatever, because they're going to continue doing what they're doing because at the time that's their fucking job, right? I'm bumming money, I'm turning tricks, I'm mugging people. That's the way I put food in my kid's mouth. As, as an example of what it is that Brian is saying with regards to Denver, okay? So like the pavilions, uh, when those came in, Stapleton, uh, uh, several of these large uh, developments, whether they, you know, whether it was in relation to real estate positions like Stapleton was or the or the uh, actual um, commercial spaces that, that were around those areas or a commercial space like the pavilions, or uh, he, he brought up the fact uh, of the, the hotel Marriott out in, uh, in New York city, you know, um, you know, giant big hotels. Cause these are the things that you want to have in these downstairs downtown urban spaces. So uh, there were these huge tax increment financing positions that were developed uh, at the end of the nineties in the early part of the two thousands. Um, and tax recruitment financing is essentially where you don't require uh, the dispensing of taxes by the investors to offset the cost of their developments, right? So, and some of the things that you would not have to pay taxes on are property tax, sales tax, or lodger's tax, right? These are these are some things that are part of this, uh, where you're not requiring the developer or the people that are making the investment to uh, to create these spaces in these urban environments to have to pay these taxes or they, they start out at zero taxes. And then over the course of time, they have to pay increasing numbers of tax an increasing amount of tax until they're finally at the same place that everybody, everybody else is. Right. So basically, essentially uh, every benefit that uh, one of these uh, developers would get from paying property tax, they're essentially getting for free, right. Because of the fact that they're investing. So not sure. I guess we can call that capitalism, but I, I just think that probably not so much anymore. But like I was saying, uh, Brian suggested that you're going to have to renew a position. So this is a this is a thing. Uh, active tax increment financing areas in August of 2019. Downtown Denver, Colorado National Bank Building, Mercantile Square, Denver Pavilions, Adams Mark Sheraton, Stapleton, York Street, Highland, Highland Greens Village, Point Urban, uh, Northeast Park Hill. Uh, I can go on and fucking on and fucking on and fucking on. These are people that are getting the benefits of, of, of what it is that you pay taxes for for free because they're at the top of the investment position. So what they did at the end of the, the, the 21st or the 20th century, 20 years later, they're getting renewed benefits that reflect the, the demand for, again, re, reinvestment in those spaces because, like he suggested, there's a sort of like Joseph Schumpeter concept of uh, creative destruction where you have to keep renewing uh, that that sort of like investment cycle. And ultimately, it, it gets you nowhere except for just going around in this sort of spin cycle uh, place where you just keep dis displacing everybody else and 
privileging the the people that are essentially the, at the top of the the ladder. Yeah, it's it's complete horseshit. I mean, and and I said thirty years. That was just kind of a guess. I mean, because so here in Colorado, you know, after everybody pulled out of shale in like eighty two, the fucking economy here just crashed. It took a shit, right? Well, it started picking up again in the early nineties, and then. In the middle to late 90s, it went gangbusters and then sort of plateaued. And then as soon as tech fucking hit, it skyrocketed and went through the roof. And now it, well, it plateaued again and then fucking skyrocketed again. And now we're kind of at a plateau. Um, But, you know, I'm seeing more and more for sale signs and for lease in, in downtown Denver. And when I was in Chicago, I saw them fucking everywhere. When I was in Cleveland, I didn't even say see for sale or lease signs. Most of them were just fucking old shitty condemned buildings. And that was the same with Detroit because, well, like Darren said, there was a lot of corruption and everything else, but there was also a lot of bad fucking people. Um, but I actually had some dough in 2017 and the city of Detroit was selling blocks of houses, blocks of houses, not a block of houses, meaning there's five houses in this block, but blocks of houses for pennies on the dollar. Um, the only problem was is that you had to sign a contract and you were going to renovate it. You were going to make sure that nobody came in and started squatting and and doing illegal shit and i live in denver i have no fucking intention of moving to michigan um so that was pretty much impossible for me because while i had the dough to buy a block of houses i didn't have the dough to do all of the other shit that they wanted to do i guess um So all of these places are trying to do urban renewal, and some of them probably need to. Like I said, Cleveland, those guys are fucking hurting. They need to figure out a way to bring in some more businesses and and raise the unemployment or lower the unemployment rate and and raise employment. Detroit, they're having the same problem. Um, Cleveland, when uh, who was the um, the guy the guy that was the mayor of Cleveland that uh, went to bat against the. uh, the public service. The um, only mayor of Cleveland I know is Jerry Springer. And that, I forgot about that. That's fucking funny. No, this guy, he ran for... Uh, or it might have been Cincinnati. Uh, this guy, yeah, it was, that was Cincinnati. But no, this was the, this Cleveland guy, he ran for president in 2004. Um, he was a socialist. Uh, I, can't, I don't know why I can't remember his fucking name. But uh, when the public utilities, uh, he, he tried to fight against them being privatized. And uh, the, the people of Cleveland were with him in, in that. And uh, I, I'd argue that um, because of the fact that they tried to maintain this position where the people of Cleveland owned this thing, you know, that was a public utility that they should own in the first place and not put it in the hands of somebody uh, where you're saying capitalism, that there's no real competitors. They're the only ones that are essentially selling everybody their energy in the first place anyway, um, because they didn't play along with it. Um, I think that Cleveland got disciplined for, for that. And I think that sometimes that working class mentality 
and uh, the affinity towards an older world space. You, you find his name? Was it Des, Dennis Kucinich? Yes, Dennis, Dennis Kucinich. That is who it was. Okay. Yes. Because uh, yeah, because he, he's he's a very uh, he was pre Bernie Bernie, you know, and much much starker. Like he 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 understood the system even be, way better than Bernie did. Well, like um, I said, I I try to seek out the bad parts when I go to yeah. wherever. And in Cleveland, I didn't have to Look do that far. much seeking. No. <laughs> you know, Boston, I had to go a little bit farther out. Mm-hmm. Um, places like Philly were kind of mixed. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, it'd be all fucked up, and there's a nice building, and then a cemetery, and then kind of a fucked up building. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've I've never been to New York, which I said so, and and that breaks my heart because I wanted to go to CBGB bad. Um, and I wanted to see Times Square win Basquiat and fucking um, David, Bowie and fucking- David Bowie and the Talking Heads and Blondie and all of them were there. I mean, they were doing so much shit, including Andy heroin, Warhol. which Andy doesn't Warhol. bother me. No, Warhol, me yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was just maybe one of the greatest places ever as far as just art output in a short amount of time you know that's one of those weird things about like uh urban renewal is that sometimes you have like these spaces where the artists go because artists are fucking chic like like investment will follow them and they create the art districts after that and then there's all kinds of investment like the santa fe you know like what they did on fucking santa fe was that was a clear you know and 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 like gentrification you know like crazy you know you had brown communities that were there that were essentially totally fucking displaced you know okay so urban renewal i would like to say that there is some good that comes out of urban renewal so urban renewal is making something better for everyone gentrification is basically shitting on everyone that doesn't have as much money as you. So you're, you're bumping people out of a neighborhood because they can no longer afford to pay the property tax in that, that tax bracket. Um, you know, and that happened in the Highlands a lot, all of those fucking old Italian people, the old Mexicans, they lived in those houses for 30, 40 fucking years. They had been paid off. And all of these assholes come in and start, you know, it started off at 500,000 and then went to six, 657, 758. And these old people are like, I can't fucking pay taxes on a house that's worth $800,000. When I was young, uh, at 32nd and Lowell, that's where one of the places I used to get all my fucking weed and mushrooms, dude. You know, dude, it was, <laughs> it was not a good neighborhood. I mean, but. It was a good neighborhood. You could go there and get the greatest fucking Mexican food ever, ever. Or Italian food. There was a lot of good Italian food over there. And now you go there and some fucking asshole wants to give you a spring salad and a rose-flavored beer with your $27 hamburger that's not even a hamburger because it's made from pork and some fucking pigeon or some shit and john hickenlooper looper gaitanos well okay so urban renewal like i said is sometimes good for some people Uh, 
can be good for lots of people. Generally, it's not. Hickenlooper bought Gaetano's, which was an old mafioso bar. It was the old mafioso bar in Denver. Because that's where it, the Italians lived in the Highlands, um, which is a neighborhood, and, and that's where the Italians lived. Um, so Hickenlooper bought Gaetano's. I think it was 2006. Might have been 2008. When did that shit happen where he was mayor? And oh, there was, there was, there was going to be a fucking drug bust at Gaetano's. The Denver police got a tip that there were lots of drugs at Gaetano's. Well, they didn't move on the tip for like ever. And then by the time they stormed Gaetano's, all of the drugs were gone. I don't think that it's a coincidence that that's because the mayor owned the fucking place. Um, so, you know, you be the judge. Urban development. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was kind of, it, there, was, there, was, there was just kind of a, I don't know, it's like history. Like history that gets displaced by uh, people that turn it into like a caricature of itself, you know, like I, I, I just don't trust John Hickenlooper to, to respect the significance of the history of something like that. Well, I've always said that history is actually written by those who have the power to do so. Oh, have you, did you come up with that one all by yourself? Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't remember hearing anybody saying it, but maybe they did. The victor's, Always write the history or some shit like that? I don't know. I always thought the victor got the spoils. Now, that one I did not write. I'm, I'm pretty sure that somebody else, maybe once or twice, had said the other one. But I could be wrong. But I'm not. But I could be. Well, on that note, so, <laughs> you know, but this this didn't just start within the last 30 or 40 years. It's been going on since the United States became the United States. And, you know, they've always had the power of eminent domain and always had the ability to steal your shit regardless of whether or not you had money. Um, you know, I'm sure on more than one occasion, like I know I read that they did it in New York to build a hospital. Okay, so that's probably for the good of everyone. Um, but, you know, in the 1800s, they used eminent domain to steal people's ranch and farmland just so that they could make it more of a straight line, easier to build, more profitable instead of going, you know, around. Um, so they, they stole tracks of land left and right. Real, you, you talked earlier today when we were talking about rail, railroad a ton. Eminent domain was used over and over for that. I'm sure it was used for power lines probably. Well. But the see that stuff is good for everybody, but it was better for the people that built the railroads yeah. because, again, instead of going whatever five or ten miles out of the way, they just say, "Well, fuck you, we're going straight through your property," mm -hmm. um, because it's it's more cost effective to basically steal it from you and pay fair market value. Mm -hmm. Well. Fair market value in the fucking 1800s was zero. I mean, really, it might not have been zero, but 
it wasn't like there was a huge fucking real estate market in the middle of Kansas. And, and fair market value is, I mean, it's funny. Like when I hear people talk about like uh, how the uh, the value of this thing is inflated and blah, blah, blah. I mean, people say that as if, as if value is something that's objective in the first place. Of course, it's not objective. You know, like value is something that exists in our minds. It's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's real only in, in the sense that we have a relational concept of things. It's not real like in any other, again, like I was talking several episodes back about like if, if people, if fucking aliens come to the fucking, uh, the globe, you know, a thousand years from now and they find a bunch of fucking, you know, flags, they're just going to say they're blankets. Like if they, if they see, you know, something <laughs> that would indicate something like value, are they it, would never think, well, that's, you know, that's obviously money right there. Are um, aliens cold? Is that why they're going to think they're blankets? Yeah. It's, 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 well, they're just not going to think they're flags, right? I mean, it's, it's if, if, if it's a flag, it's a big ass long thing. <laughs> hey, like, look, look at it, all these fucking like, blankets. Like, so, so, like, say they, it, it, they go by, like, a fucking really big uh, car sales place. You know, it's like it, they got buried, like, in, uh, uh, like, uh, Mount Vesuvius and all that shit. You yeah. Know? So, right. So, like. You have this one perfect fucking gigantic flag, and this alien is like like twenty seven feet tall. Right. You know? He's like, dude, that would keep me so fucking warm. <laughs> I'm so glad we came to this planet. Look at this big fucking blanket. This is the best blanket I've ever found. <laughs> Such pretty colors. So nice. Or if they did it by the United Nations building, where there are like a hundred of them. Right. I can take this one back to my sister. <laughs> no, I, I see your point. And I don't know what they do for, well, I do know in China for urban renewal, they fucking drown a whole bunch of people because they built that big fucking dam. Um, Did they drown a bunch of people? Well, a lot of the people didn't want to leave the villages, and they said, "You gotta go." But like they, they do like I mean, I've I've seen Chinese urban renewal up fucking close, dude. They don't like with the fucking trains and shit that they're built. There is no fucking around with that stuff, man. And it is high tech, like. But do they call it urban renewal? And is there a such thing as eminent domain, or do they just fucking shoot you and let you go? They, they, I'm sure that. I think that it's pretty much just bumpy, you know. Bumpy. Yeah, that 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 that's how you tell somebody to fuck themselves in Chinese, but it really just means fart. So you say jigapee, chickapee, you know, you know this and that pee, you know. Anytime I say that to Annie's mom, she fucking analyzes. Okay, so fung pee is get the fuck off here. We're building a railroad or a dam or whatever. Exactly, right? fung pee. This is that's your. We're, we're going to do a test on this. So if you have any questions, send us an email later. <laughs> okay, I know this is fucking wrong because we were supposed to be talking about eminent domain and, and urban renewal. Why but, would they have eminent domain in China? Dude? Well, something like it. I mean, seriously, because there's a fucking shitload of people there with whatever. I mean, I don't even know what property ownership looks like in, in China. I think that, yeah, that, I mean, that we'd have to go down a, a serious rabbit hole, but I don't. I think that property ownership would be a very tenuous concept where. Everything is basically you're allowed to possess it based on the grace of the state on some level or another. Okay, but so they can they idea. can take it at any time. My guess is yes. But I, I talked about them drowning 
people building the dam. And we we fucking buried all kinds of people in Hoover Dam, depending on who you believe, um, because they weren't going to stop construction just to pull some dude out of the concrete, so they'd just pour more concrete. <laughs> it was... And now we're back at last Friday on the torture episode. <laughs> but I talked about the villages that were in the path of the dam in China, and it reminded me of this video that I saw, and I don't know if our listeners, all six of you, have seen it, or if you've seen it, but they were in this little fucking village in China, and these people, I don't know how the fucking news got there, but they had found this two-headed mushroom, <laughs> And it was, they were playing with it and putting it in the fucking, like, kiddie pool or water. And the media is like, oh, this is great. This is a two-headed mushroom. This is the greatest. This is the luckiest village in the world because they found this. And it was just this huge fucking dildo. Look at the two-headed mushroom video, dude. <laughs> it's hysterical. I'm, uh, we really, I think that we've taken this discussion a little bit too serious today. Yeah, I think we need to just like we've got a problem between blankets and fucking two-headed mushrooms. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, we don't know property rights in China. Maybe they will just steal your shit. Um, probably similar in in Russia, unless you know you're one of the oligarchs. So one of the things also that like urban urban development like fucks with the ton, and and we like this is something we'll have to talk about more at another point in time. But it connects to the China thing on some level, in the sense that like um, historically we seem to value public space a lot more than we we do now. Like we just would sell off you know any fucking space anywhere for anything. Except for like, I mean, of course, not like water or fucking like. Uh, well, that's why I was so surprised space. by these apartments or whatever the fuck that are right by our place because I know certain municipalities around town say if you're going to build something that X number of places, well, all of the places have to be ADA compliant mm-hmm. or ADA, a percentage. American Disabilities. Yeah. Okay. American Disabilities Act. Um, but they also state that a certain amount has to be green. There's got to be grass or trees or both, something. And these motherfuckers over here live in the concrete, dude, at least from what I've seen. So maybe the city of Lakewood doesn't have the same green space type thing or, or public. Because the whole idea is that, you know, you can take your dog for a walk or Give your kids somewhere to run around. But that's still all going to be shit that's owned privately. Like when when I when I say like the the public versus private. So like even like the the light rail shit that's right behind us. Even though that that's like nominally public space, if some of the fuckers out there sleeping, you know the cops be, are going to come. Yeah, yeah. or or a or security one of the one of the security guards. So like uh, the ultimately it, everything sort of becomes this sort of like uh, private enclosures, like where uh, homeless people are pushed out, you know, like, uh, like you said, there's no, there's no space for these, you know, I mean, in, in central park, you know, you might still have a, you know, a hooker wandering around, you know, 
If she's talk. if she is still wandering around, then she's an old old lady, dude, and she's probably not making a whole lot of money. So they like that. <laughs> that's been they they got their cops in there. Uh, are you sure? Oh, well, no, you said still. There's probably hookers in in Times yeah. Square, but she's not still wandering around. I was just fucking with you, dude. No, don't worry about Sometimes it. Sometimes shit just goes right over my head. Um, no, she there's there's probably hookers there, um, but they're the ones that work the hotel bars. Um, you know, every city and probably New York has fifty of them. Has some fucking magazine or something where you can flip to the back and find drugs. You can find girls. You can find whatever. So maybe they don't even have to work the fucking hotel bars anymore. Now the internet, you know, I've got a friend who told me when he got back from Delaware one time, his wife did a search on his computer and saw that he did a search for Delaware hookers. So clearly he should have cleared his cash. But what I'm getting at is he knows that you can just fucking put in whatever state or whatever city you're in and hookers phone numbers and email addresses are going to pop so that up. Gives me, I mean, I have two questions for sure. So like, did he say anything about his experience with Delaware hookers? Dude, this guy told me all kinds of shit all the time about every fucking girl he'd ever fucked or got a blowjob from. He talked about bikers in Texas that he paid to give them a, biker girls in Texas that he paid to give blowjobs. Um, yeah, he told me all kinds of shit. So, uh, the second question of course is, uh, is he still married or? No. Um, and I don't think it's because of the hooker thing. Cause she stuck around for about three years after, um, it could have been because the hooker thing continued. I don't know for sure. She needed some viable proof so that she could make sure to extract the most that she probably could. It could have been just that they weren't a good mesh. I don't know, dude. I didn't get into it and say, why did she leave? But she left. Um, so, I didn't but, expect him to give you a warm and fuzzy, dude. I just had, I just figured that she probably, you know, like if, if, if you see him looking it up, that doesn't mean necessarily that that she can't prove at that point in time that he went out and got her out of the tug. But if she wants to get a payday. Oh, see, and then massage parlors, that's another thing altogether, a <laughs> rub and a tug. Right? I mean. Yeah, maybe we ask Mike Myers, you know, he could tell us, you know, go up to Mystery Alaska. Um, I'm pretty sure she could tell but she that he wasn't doing to, research on fucking hookers. She still had to be able to prove it if she wanted to pay it. That's all I was Oh, there was no payday. She just asked him why he was looking up Delaware hookers. And I'm sure he said, well, it was just for fun. Do you think that she was fucking a best friend in the meantime or something? Beats the fuck out of me, dude. I don't ask a lot of those questions. I don't know why why people open up to me the way they do. If I ask you a question that doesn't really merit an honest response, like when you're giving shit to somebody, you're just making a joke. I don't really expect. Oh, for you so to should know I just should have said sometimes things just go right over my head? <laughs> See, this is where this is kind of that was kind of funny. That would have been more comical. Your other response was kind of douchey. <laughs> well, I'm both douchey and comical. All right. Um, I think we kind of got fucked up and and went off on some weird tangents, but you guys basically got the point. Um, 
you know, urban renewal is not always for the good of everyone. Um, I know over in my mom's neighborhood, Inglewood Housing, bought a bunch of old fucking houses and raised them. And now they're selling fucking condos for like $1.2 million. And what do they call that area? Oh, yeah, that's the Health and Wellness District of Inglewood. Yeah. Oh, the, I just bought a condo in the Health and Wellness District. Do people like uh, meditate on the street just like start floating in the air? And shit like oh, that? dude, the fucking restaurant we went was so fucking pretentious. It was... Uh, well, first of all, I think they're the ones that called it the health and wellness district. I don't think Inglewood ever called it that. But, and, and don't get me wrong, I think farm to table is a good idea. But they had this garden up on top with a greenhouse and everything. And so they talked about the farm to table and they talked about where they sourced their fucking meat and all of this shit. But everything, like I just can't stand a place where you can't go get a burger or a sandwich. Like it's always got to have some fucking aioli or some fucking special lettuce. Can't they just say, can't they just say uh, mayonnaise is a little dab of ketchup or something like that? Where, where did the word fucking aioli come from in the first place? I'm guessing France. So Annie, Annie, we go to this place called the revolution down there. It's a Chinese place. It's all fucking vegan. It is. I'm sure it is in the health and wellness. It, dude, it is fucking good. Though. That was where my old favorite Thai restaurant was. Was on the health and wellness district. They ended up moving to Broadway and Evans, but they weren't giving people health and wellness. Uh, I think it probably got too pricey yeah. because of fucking urban renewal. Yeah, yeah. And so they moved to Broadway and Evans, which now they're probably going to have to move again, once again, because of urban renewal. Um, you keep having. For rent. That's why you go to those places too, because that's where there's good places to eat. Fuck yeah. And I'd said forever, and I know this sounds wrong, but some of the best Mexican places in any city I've been in, if you, and this sounds absolutely disgusting, and sometimes it's dangerous and you get some food poisoning, but if you go in and find shit smeared on the wall, it's good food. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, I I have a guess, and that's because for some reason down in Mexico they don't use toilet paper. So if they do wipe their ass with toilet paper, they don't really know. Like they don't flush it, and I think that might be because of plumbing in Mexico. I don't know. Is it called the schmear? Well, they wipe their fucking hands on the wall. Um, and I hope they wash their hands when they're done. But like I said, some of the best Mexican food ever can be found in places with shit on I'm the wall. I'm going to tell you, the places that I went to in Mexico, they had toilet paper. <laughs> I'm just telling you from the like all of Daniel's friends, mm-hmm. they would fucking wipe their ass and then throw the toilet paper in the trash can. Really? Throw some all and shit like that. Huh? I know that's actually, that's not untrue. Um, they don't in in China and in Taiwan. They don't use. I don't know if it's just that the irrigation. I mean the uh, um, the what am I saying? The uh, uh, the plumbing is different in to where they just like it was built differently. But I mean, my understanding is that they don't use the toilets for their toilet paper either. Well, there are some cultures where you're not supposed to shake with your fucking 
right hand, which is weird because here it's culturally correct to shake with your right hand. But in some cultures, you don't with your right hand because that's the hand you wipe with, like, I, I think. Know. Or maybe it's your left. I, I know Either what, way. I know what you're talking about. That that does not apply in China or Taiwan. But they, Oh, that's good that they'll shake use, their hands. They do. I mean, <laughs> but Taiwan is like, you know, I mean, Taipei is a fucking Beijing's fucking super city, you know? Right. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is about toilet paper and fucking plumbing, but, you know, maybe that shit just gets stopped up in those places and they're like, motherfucker, I'm sick of calling somebody out here to put the goddamn snake down there. You right. know? This really went off the rails today. Fucking name, dude. We've got problems. Serious, <laughs> serious problems. I am I am going to seek help sometime between now and next week. Um so I know for sure one of the episodes we're gonna do next week is on safety and that was because of a comment that Darren made in, in the previous episode about fuck you, quit telling me to be safe. Um I didn't say it. Janae said it, but yeah, I know what you're you said about. it in the I last episode. Yeah, yeah. I said it. She, yeah. Um, and we're probably going to do some other entertaining shit. I don't know. Got any ideas? I actually do have one um, because uh, Elon Musk bought the uh, um, bought Twitter, or he finally actually has Twitter in his coffers now. Um, there's so much bullshit about. The, the this administration created like a truth and something council. It's I'll, I'll, we'll talk. I'll talk about it more. But it's 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 about the the idea of um, uh, what what really is free expression. You know, like when anytime you say something about COVID, uh, or if you say that COVID came out of a Hunan lab, you know, that was funded by the NIH then automatically there's a warning that goes up from Facebook or from Twitter because you mentioned something that people automatically identify with conservatives, which I don't Is I it the Truth and Media Cooperative? No, no. It's, what, what, it, it, no matter what, it was created and then it was disbanded because there was such a huge reaction to it. But it was exactly like the same kind of shit in 1984 where uh, anything that you said that wasn't following the – which was, again, a lot of it that was going on during COVID, where if you did not take the the line of whoever was in power, you know, I mean, whether you like Trump or not, he'd say some shit and then like Twitter would ban him. You know, they take they kick him off. You know, I like you either believe in free expression or you don't. You know? Right. And hopefully you know, we'll see what Elon Musk does with this stuff. You know what we should. So are you saying we should do the free expression? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm, I'm down with that okay. because I've got some fucking serious beefs with people. Okay. Not specific people, but just people in general, stupid cocksuckers. There's just, in the last two or three years, there's a ton of stuff that really, it's always important, but it's really putting it right back in our face. I know. I've had arguments with a certain person that, Basically, well, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, it's it's important. That was we, very illuminating comment that you just made. We need, we definitely need to talk about it because um, a lot of people don't understand what free expression actually is. And, and you cannot just say that this is dangerous for people to hear and then just shut it down and think that somehow or another that's a reasonable 
uh, a reasonable purpose to, 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 to stop people from bringing certain things out into the we're supposed to be able to turn whatever. We'll talk about okay. that next. So one of the episodes is going to be safety. One of the episodes is going to be uh, free expression. Um, and we'll come up with some sort of fucking yeah, we light, have light, one for Wednesday. light Wednesday thing. So um, any questions, you know where to get us. 720-334-ROW. And short bus debate club at yahoo.com. Thanks for riding with us, and we will see you next week. And uh, thank you for the hello. (laughs) Hello.